Hello, and welcome to the Girl I Slept in My Makeup podcast by three sisters who live in three different cities, are at three different life stages, and have three different perspectives. They are excited to learn and grow alongside of you. This is a space full of love and acceptance, no judgment, because let's face it, we all sleep in our makeup. Please welcome Lauren, Megan, and Kristen. Hey, sisters. Hey. Hi. Or KK. <laughs> and we have a special guest with us today, Layla Lashinsky. We are so excited, the creator of the Local Moms Network. Welcome, Layla. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited. Yay. Well, Layla is a graduate of Brown University. She spent six successful years at Merrill Lynch in New York before entering the exciting world of parenthood. Upon returning to her hometown, Layla was eager to connect and share resources with other moms and create a sense of community for herself. Driven by a love for the town she lived in, the Local Moms Network has established a national brand that is recognized as a parent's modern-day connection to their community. So yay, I love it. And but yes, if you don't know, I am part of the Local Moms Network. I run Frisco Area Moms and I love it. So I was so excited to have Layla on to learn more about how it all got started. So yay, Layla, that's awesome. I had no idea you were with Merrill Lynch for, you know, six years before starting Parenthood. What was that transition like for you? Oh, yeah. I mean, it definitely was a transition, um, to say the least. I went actually for college, I was studying international relations and Middle Eastern studies. So wow. pivoted from that and went into finance because that's the only way I could afford to live in the city. Um, <laughs> and um, I was actually in private wealth management. So I was speaking to clients all day, every day. And I was my the main clientele in terms of who I was speaking to were, they were all moms. I worked with an older gentleman who was dealing with the grandparents and I was dealing with the parents. And it was very much sort of being their like support system to help them not only manage their finances, but also to help them, you know, look towards the future and see what would be the best way to manage it. Cool. Well, once that was, uh, I actually sat down with my boss for a lunch after, you know, being there for five, six years. and he was like, I'm so glad we had the chance to do this. Um, I'd love to promote you. And I said, well, that's great, but I'm leaving because I'm pregnant. Oh. <laughs> um, and I left, obviously. Um, we had moved to Connecticut. Um, uh -huh. And wealth management was very much, you know, it consumed a lot of my day. Um, and I wanted to, you know, spend more time with my, with my new baby. So totally. Then once I had my daughter, she, she's now almost, I mean, she's eight. She's a big girl now. But um, when she was two years old, I was sitting outside of her classroom because she insisted on seeing my feet under the door. Otherwise, she wouldn't stay there. Um, <laughs> so I would do this for months on end. And I was sitting there sort of, you know, looking through, looking for resources, looking for everything from play spaces to pediatricians. And, you know, I was back in the town that I grew up in, and it was just very different being a parent in this town. So I couldn't find like a one-stop shop. So I spent the hours, endless hours outside of my kid's classroom sort of aggregating all this information. And I said, you know, why not share it? Uh, yeah. So I have to thank her actually for hating <laughs> her classroom. But <laughs> I, uh, so we, that's when we launched Greenwich Moms, which was in January, 2016. 
So cool. But it, yeah, I know it's such a good idea that when I learned about the Local Moms Network, I kind of said the same thing. I was like looking for things online and I would do the research research myself. And it's like, there needs to be a one-stop shop. So that was really cool how when business ideas just kind of flow out of you naturally. Did you ever think you'd be like running a mom's network, like looking back? Absolutely (laughs) not. I mean, it was driven by, you know, the passion. I had just a, a love for this town. My husband is actually from just over the border in Stanford, Connecticut. So Oh, cool. Um, I was like, perfect. Let's get married and move to Greenwich. <laughs> Your family and I'll be close to mine. Yeah. Um, but I think like the underlying, you know, thread here is the fact that, you know, we all come together at different points in our lives, you know, all the moms on board. But the common thread is that we're all unified through parenting, through motherhood and, you know, life in the suburbs. And I was really trying to uh, like to create a modern day connection for parents in Greenwich and, Within six months, I had a mom from a neighboring town who wanted to do the same. And then it was almost like, you know, domino effect. And um, yeah, it was. That's what I was going to ask you. Like, how long did you build yours before it became where other moms? Because you said you started originally in Greenwich. Mm-hmm. And so, when, at what point did you create like the separate, the local moms network just as, versus? just Greenwich? Sure. So we had 2016 was Greenwich. And then within six months, so middle of 2016, um, a mom from Darien, Connecticut wanted to start one. So we started one there. And then in the fall of 2016, New Canaan. And then January of 2017 was Westport. And then we rebranded to the Local Moms Network because I couldn't call it Greenwich Moms LLC anymore. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, so with Jessica Bluen's help, she came on as my partner. Um, we rebranded to the Local Moms Network and then expanded from eight sites to 80 sites in 2018. Wow. Whoa. It was, it was a big jump and we sort of had to, you know, pull back the reins a little bit uh, in 2019 to make sure that we had the right infrastructure to support that kind of uh, expansion. Totally. Yeah. And that kind of brings up a question that I had is just from kind of a business standpoint, what can you kind of walk us through? What did that look like as far as you had all this interest in other cities quickly? And so how did you, what, what things did you implement in order to make that a success for you guys? Sure. I mean, we streamlined the, you know, onboarding process, the interview process. Um, We found, obviously, the team that we needed in order to do so. Um, There's nothing more important than finding the right people (laughs) when building a business from nothing, Um, because those are the people that are going to go through, you know, the challenges with you. They're going to go through, you know, a lot of the unknowns, and it takes a particular person to be okay with that. Um, You know, we're not corporate in any way, shape or form. We're very much built upon, you know, listening to others. Like I learn a lot from every single mom that comes on our team. I think that they're all smart, savvy moms and they're doing brilliant things. And we all definitely, um, it it wasn't always smooth, um, but we created sort of the we, we had the right team on the back end. So we had our web developers, we had our legal, we had our insurance, we had, you know, we took all those steps. Um, but we also, you know, connected with these moms across the country. Um, you know, we are creating a sense of community within these towns, but we wanted to create a sense of community amongst uh, the moms in our network as well. So I would say, you know, 
it's a hundred percent created for moms by moms, but I think it's also, you know, providing over a hundred now, very talented entrepreneurial, you know, women. Um, And I think that I wholeheartedly believe in providing, you know, moms opportunities to work from home and around their kids' schedules. And we just wanted to, to facilitate sort of the process of not only coming on board, but be able to grow their, their business and their voice um, in a way that they, that they can and they want to. We want people to explore, you know, certain, um, you know, opportunities in their towns, things that are working. I mean, I'm all for it, but we also wanted to make sure that there was uh, you know, all the back end that was taken care of, you know, for everyone that came on board. We didn't want anyone to feel like an outlier here, but rather someone, we, we want to be someone they can lean on. Yeah. yeah. So is it kind of like set up as a, oh, it sounds like almost like a franchise opportunity. Is that kind of how it's set up from, from your level? So no, there's no buy-in or anything. It's not so we it's not a franchise. Um, simply because when I was going through all this, I didn't realize how crazy the franchise laws were. Mm-hmm. Um, but rather this is more of, you know, a team-driven site. So we, you know, at this point, I obviously want everyone to learn from each other, but I think we also want to provide the kind of support that a network can bring versus everyone, you know getting this franchise and sort of working on their own. We wanted to be able to, you know, really have like, not that we're handholding at all, but rather, you know, build upon our strengths and pinpoint our weaknesses and be able to build it together, like actually build a network mm-hmm. um, versus having everyone sort of, you know, trying to build it separately and not having any sort of, you know, engagement with each other. Yeah. That's been my biggest takeaway is my friend Natalie was running her mom network and Katie and I saw it grow fast and I didn't even realize she was part of this local group until she told me that she was and she was like, you need, you should do it in your area. And I was like, well, how does it work? I don't know if I have time for that, but it does sound really cool. And I think the biggest thing that kind of made me feel comfortable taking it on was, well, that I was doing it with a partner because I work full time, but also that you guys do so much on the back end that people don't see that really makes it hard for, you know, just anybody to start a network like this, like the website, the accounting, like all these little details that are actually big details. (laughs) Um, (laughs) The local moms network really kind of takes care of that for you. And it's, it's been really great. You know, you do training. So somebody that's never worked with a website, which there are a lot of moms out there that hadn't, I had a little bit, but I hadn't uh, to the detail that we do it now. And so, yeah, it's just like a really new, I don't know, like a different concept, but that's really cool to be a part of. And I want to help get the word out there for other moms. And we, how many total do y'all have now? So we're 112 um, in 30 states. Wow. Okay, cool. That's so cool. So for those of us like me who aren't, you know, Megan knows a lot more of the ins and outs, but if I'm a mom in a city that you guys are not yet in, kind of walk us through and how, how does that work to become a partner or an affiliate? Um, and then also if you don't mind sharing, just how do, how do moms make money? Like, what does that look like? 
Sure. To your first point, if someone's interested, first, we have obviously, you know, our core parent site, you can see all the locations that we have. But if you're not in your location yet, and someone's interested in you know, bringing this platform to their location. We do have an interview process. Um, obviously, we do the contracts and all of that, which couldn't be more plain vanilla because <laughs> no one wants to spend money on legal. But we really, you know, we we dive right in. You know, we want to make sure that, you know, it's it's someone, candidates are people who are well-connected in their communities, have a passion for their communities, really want to provide a user-friendly connection for others, and are just good good-hearted people um, and are willing to take risks. I mean, this is a risk. This is a lot of time and effort. And once the interview process, you know, once a candidate is picked, we have an onboarding process with our web developers. And that's with the support of our team manager, Stephanie Horn. And there's, you know, a, a packet of guidelines. There's um, access, obviously, to um, a website that provides support with videos and stuff like that. After, you know, a six-week sort of onboarding process, normally the site launches and this becomes, you know, very much a support system of, you know, Zoom calls and emails and weekly updates and content that's provided by our full-time editor with an understanding that, you know, every mom is busy. So we want to make sure that if there are you know, if you would like to pull hyper-local content, you can. We're really trying to provide everything possible to make this as easy as possible for someone to grow so that they can focus on making money. Um, and that leads me to your second question, which was um, in terms of making money, we have an advertising model. So the moms make the majority of what they bring in on advertising. We're also able to explore affiliate programs, and we just launched e-commerce, which will allow not only a subscription from local businesses, but it'll allow our moms to dive into a space that they may not have explored before. So we have, you know, a production and distribution company that if they have an idea for a t-shirt, we can make t-shirts for them. We can also have, you know, local businesses uh, pay a subscription fee to have their products on e-commerce. And we can also do affiliates on that. And we can also have the moms, you know, that we have on board. I mean, the ideas that stream in, like we wanted to find something that we could, you know, make the most of these ideas. And I think e-commerce provides that channel. In addition to that, we're able to explore, you know, in terms of other revenue streams, um, not only the affiliates and the advertising and e-commerce, but we're speaking to, you know, an app company where we're creating all these really great guides, you know, whether or not we just did a holiday light display guide and this app will allow us to put that on as a tour. Um, and people who take the tour pay, you know, $10 and the mom would get paid that amount of money should someone be taking that tour. And, you know, there's pretty much there's a million different ways that, you know, we're, we're beginning to scrape the surface in terms of how moms can make money. That's awesome. Um, I also had another question to kind of bounce off of that for on the other side of things for, you know, newer moms or moms who have not yet heard of this network. What would, you know, one, why would one join it? Like what's, what do you get out of being a part of this community just for someone, for instance, I don't know a ton about, I'm not a mom yet, but you know, if I were to become a mom, I would just curious, like, what would I get out of it? Uh, a mom within the network or a mom following us? Following. Oh, okay. So you know what's funny is we're actually going to send out a survey um, to sort of find out like what, because it's different in every part of the country. Um, a, 
a lot of people love the the fact that everything's in one space. So you have, you know, a full calendar of digital events right now. We also have sort of the community feel. We would have in-person events, obviously, um, before COVID. And we hope to have that again, positive thinking for 2021. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's also the other, ha- uh, you know, other moms who fully enjoy our content, like, you know, between the hyper local content that the moms put together and the content, the editorial that our um, wonderful editor in chief, Amy Weber, puts together. So the content is another big part of it. Um, also, the spotlights on the moms. We come across so many incredible women in our communities. And these are women that, you know, some are just have an idea and, you know, haven't actually executed yet. And then we have some who have started, you know, huge companies. Um, and are well on their way. So I think that just finding out a little bit more about the moms behind the businesses in our communities, that definitely drives a lot of traffic. Because as much as we're not so much into the ads and stuff like that, it's more of like really digging a little bit deeper and peeling back the onion here um, and finding out sort of the backstory. You know, a lot of businesses we come across, we're like, oh, I wish that we were investors and we could, you know, put some money into this because this is going to be huge. Yeah. (laughs) And we eventually have the capacity to build out, you know, our incubator strategy. But for right now, I think the spotlights on the moms are, are, you know, probably top three. Yeah, that's what drove me to it. I think I just thought it was really neat to feature local moms because there are, that's kind of something we like to do with our podcast too, is find, women in the community, in our communities that are doing amazing things that aren't necessarily highlighted or known or people, you know, they're not going to talk about themselves type of thing. And, you know, featuring those moms, it's been really cool because there are a lot of moms owning businesses in the area I live in. And when they get the opportunity to be featured, it's so cute because a lot of times they're like, who me? Like I'd I don't have that much to say. And it's just so cute highlighting them because they're like, thank you so much. You know, and that in itself has been really rewarding. Just like, no, you deserve to be highlighted and we're going to show you off because you're doing great things. (laughs) I completely agree. I think being a mom in itself is a huge, (laughs) it's a huge feat to to accomplish. I feel like it's definitely something that's, that's worth, you know, spotlighting. And I, what I love too, is just, you know, we wholeheartedly believe in, you know, you know, supporting one another. I know that people say, oh, they're like moms supporting moms. Like we really are moms supporting moms and women supporting women. Um, but I think, you know, there's an authenticity here. You know, we we truly care about not only our audiences, but the moms that we, you know, the women that we spotlight, the businesses that we spotlight, which I think definitely is a differentiator in terms of our platform. That's so Awesome. I think too, it would be so helpful for moms moving into a new city. It's like they could instantly, you know, be a part of a community when they don't know, you know, anything like, like you said, they can figure out what doctors they need, what, you know, what schools, whatever it is. I think that's really awesome too, in that aspect. So I don't know if that's something y'all do or not, but I would think. Oh yeah. I mean, it's helpful for moms who are here for, you know, 30 years and for 30 minutes because everything's in one spot and it's constantly evolving. So I I agree. I think that, you know, especially in a time like this, we're creating like a digital sense of community, um, Mm -hmm. which is so important because, you know, especially these days, like mental health and just like, it's very exhausting 
especially when you think that you're the only one going through this. It's very comforting when you see that others are going through it as well. Um, and also just like that's there's someone working on the back end, you know, making sure that you're getting the information that you need. And you're there's, you know, um, we're obviously specific in what kind of information we're putting out there, but we want to be a, a source of positivity here um, for, for, I mean, this year has been so strange. Yes. We've definitely seen an uptick with everything going on. Yeah. That brings up a good point with, you know, cause I had just started Frisco moms in December of 2019 and we were, you know, building our community pretty, it was happening quick to be honest. And then, you know, March hit and it kind of felt like our network went to some what of a standstill just uh, from like the whole company with local moms network like how did you guys from the corporate side I guess kind of face that challenge with it everything changing for most businesses but definitely with the like in-person events I know was a big thing that I was going to be doing um how did you guys kind of approach that I mean, it definitely took time. We by no means, you know, were ready for it. I don't think anyone was. I know. <laughs> had, I had my baby the day that schools closed. Oh my gosh, um, poor thing. <laughs> I was like, all right, you know what? We just need to sack up here and figure it out. Um, yeah. So there were a lot of sleepless nights anyway. So I had a lot of time to think. Um, <laughs> so I would say in terms of, I mean, we definitely, we wanted to be a channel of information, you know, for a lot of the towns and the first selectmen and the mayors and stuff like that. We definitely stepped up that way. And, um, you know, we were reposting things, especially in this area, um, from the state. Um, so people were sort of aware of what was going on. We, we quickly became a strictly media company for a couple months yeah, uh, where we were just, you know, disseminating all this important information and making sure that, you know, it was the right information because I felt like, you know, you turn on the TV, you're like, wait, what, what's going on? Is this true? Is this not true? Is this blown up proportion? Like, what am I supposed to be doing? Mass, no mass, whatever. Yeah. Um, so we tried our best in that sense. And then over the summer, we really saw, you know, local businesses struggling which is yeah. we wanted to step in there and we did all these guides. So, you know, uh, takeout guides and, you know, uh, pickup, curbside pickup. And uh, we wanted to be there as a support system for them. So we were doing a lot of, you know, uh, free publicity for a lot of local businesses, which I would never, you know, I thought was a great idea. Yes, we took a hit, but you know what? At the same time, like we helped those that we created the platform for in the first place. So totally. Then the fall came and in Greenwich, we normally host an event. It's like a Halloween uh, trick or treat all up and down Greenwich Avenue. And it brought thousands of people. And obviously we weren't going to do that. So we pivoted and decided to do Halloween in a box, which was not only for this area, but I feel like we use Greenwich as a guinea pig for everything on the local moms network. So (laughs) yeah, um, we tested out this Halloween in a box and it was all locally sourced items that people could use. And we sold out within three days. Wow. So we were like, okay, this is great. And that's when the whole idea for e-commerce came around. Um, And now we have quite a few sites doing holiday in a box. Um, And then we're just going to expand that e-commerce aspect in January 2021 um, and really go full force with that aspect. But yeah, I think it was, I wouldn't say there was one direction that we took when COVID hit. It was more of like, where are we strong and how can we best help our community? Totally. And something... 
something you and I had kind of talked about is uh, rather than resisting the new environment we live in is to kind of challenge yourself and embrace it. And you kind of just spoke to that a little bit, but what kind of, what have you learned through all of that, like embracing it, (laughs) the environment? Oh yeah. Um, what have I learned? Um, a lot. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I would say, you know, going with the flow, like I've was very much a planner. Um, and I think that this threw everyone for a loop. And I think that at this point it was, you know, really prioritizing like what is important and where is this, you know, where are we strong and where can we, you know, focus? Because, you know, we're trying to do everything here. We're giving moms the gift of time, um, which is the slogan for the local moms network. But by doing so, we're spending a lot of ours. So, yeah, really wanted to make sure that time was well spent on things that would be valuable, not only to our communities, but things that would also, um, you know, take us to the next step and, you know, open up new doors and um, make us think of new ideas. And, it was amazing how when we were forced to slow down um, that we saw so much more clearly. <laughs> it was, you know, the e-commerce, I don't even know if that would have been a thing had we not slowed down. I think that um, it was all yeah. on the back burner. But now that things are digital and um, we want to help our communities, like as much as I love Amazon, which I do, like, I mean, the local businesses are, are the ones that need the help. So um what, you know, strategies could we come up with to help them and why not create, you know, our own um, e-commerce that will highlight um, their products. Yeah. Uh, so it definitely gave us the opportunity to discover, you know. Yeah, I think that's so good. And I think that's the difference between kind of companies that maybe make it and don't during times like these. And I think that it's so easy to get caught up And I feel like so much more negativity, sometimes the negativity is a lot louder just with the media and all of that. But I love that you just shared that story because I think that it's so nice to recognize that there actually is still so much positive and um, even, you know, being able to, okay, what, you know, analyze the situation we're in and how can we turn some light out of this darkness, you know, just for our particular thing. And I think not just in business, but in our personal lives too. So I think that that's so cool. Um, What is something Layla, just kind of more in generally speaking, when you were creating and growing this business, and it sounds like it, it was growing fast. Can you think of a challenge that you faced that, maybe somebody who is in the beginning days of starting their company that you would recommend something that you learned that maybe they can avoid or like a heads up. (laughs) Um, just kind of more generally speaking when it comes to forming your own business. Oh, it went so smoothly. No roadblocks at all. (laughs) (laughs) I think, you know, biggest challenges. Number one is finding the right team. Mm-hmm. Um, who compliments you. Like I know what my weaknesses and strengths are now. I don't think I did before. And I think, you know, one of the hardest parts is finding people who compliment you, um, especially on your core team. I think second is when you have this idea in your mind and you're like, this could be huge and you want to get from A to Z within five seconds, you have to prioritize. And like, I 
tried to be as careful as I possibly could in terms of the way that the money was spent. You know, we've been very fortunate where we haven't had to bring on an investor and we've been able to sort of, you know, direct this on our own, which has been wonderful. But I think that, you know, you could get further along if you had more money, but there are ways to do it when you're slower paced and you are thinking about things thoughtfully. <laughs> yeah. Um, because obviously, like, as me as a person, like, I want to do everything at once. I'm like, okay, I have 17 million ideas. Let's just go for it. Right. Yeah. One of those ideas requires a lot of money. So if you're going to build a business from nothing, um, it has to be done strategically. And I'm not saying that I did it well all the time. There were definitely mistakes along the way. And in a startup, every penny counts. So you get annoyed when you make those mistakes. You get so frustrated. You're like, well, I know better. What am I doing? But those th- that happens. And um, and then the third thing I would say is sort of, you know, stick with your with your gut. It's very easy to and I'm all about listening to others um, because I think that that's a huge reason why the Local Moms Network did, is doing well. Um, but I think that, you know, go with your gut in things because sometimes people try to direct you in a way that they see your business and it may not be totally aligned with the way that you see your business. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you obviously in order to do in order to accomplish what you set out to do, you have to, you, that, that was the biggest part. Um, if it didn't feel right to me, I, I just didn't move forward with it, regardless of, you know, how much money I was promised. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. a right way and a wrong way to, to, to do a startup and, and it can get dangerous. Yeah. Intuition's a real thing. And then I think that's a good point that you said is no matter how attractive something might sound or look that you stick to kind of your core value and like vision for the company. And when it comes to finding the right team members, no matter how big or small on the scale of how many employees, but did you approach it in more of like trial and error as far as learning your strengths and weaknesses, like you said, or did you like have, you know, potential employees take like a disc assessment to kind of see where your current employees kind of fell and then maybe where you were lacking. How did you approach that as far as finding the right people? Um, I don't think I did it in the best way. I basically pushed myself to the point of my mind was going to explode. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I can't do all, I can't do everything. So um, it's amazing how we all sort of came together at different points in our lives. I connected with Jessica through a consultant who was so kind um, to to offer me some of her time um, to help me sort of figure out what my branding would look like. And then Jessica came on board because she believed in this. I mean, you have to find, or I had to find um, people who believed in us and believed in our mission because, you know, we're not making millions of dollars. Like, <laughs> it's a startup. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Where you're, you have to look at big picture and um, you have to find people who are on the same wavelength, because it can get frustrating um, if you don't see, you know, the bigger picture idea. And I think, you know, they stick with you through thick and thin. And it's very hard, especially with strangers. You're like, okay, let's, let's give it a shot. But you very quickly figure out, you know, you know, I'm very much like, I know who can do a better job than me. And that's in a multitude of ways, including editorial, which is Amy and Jessica, who does, you know, the PR and marketing and 
on the national level. And, um, you know, obviously accounting was taking up a huge portion of my time. So um, Mm. what I love to do is bring members of our network already up, you know, focusing on what their strengths are and give them also an opportunity to make more money. I'm very much keeping it within the network um, because, you know, we within the network, we had a previous accountant, we had previous lawyer, we had a previous, um, someone who worked previously in web design. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I love doing that because I think that we, you know, are able to offer bigger opportunities to people within versus outsourcing. Yeah. Are I you, are you a type of person, like, did you find it hard in the beginning or at any point to delegate or does that come easily to you? If it doesn't come easily, how did you kind of get past just that hurdle of forcing yourself to being comfortable with delegating? Yeah, I like to push myself to the point of no return, apparently. <laughs> yeah. That's what it sounds, sounds like, like me. Yeah, it does. <laughs> yes. I think that, you know, it's what a v- big weakness of mine is. My weakness is like sometimes I think that it's going to take longer to explain what I need than to actually do it myself. Yes, I'm the same way. <laughs> yeah. So it's like I would rather just do it myself and then I realize how much time that actually takes. It would just be easier if I just explained it from the beginning to someone else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. Then I realize that my laundry list of things to do every day all of a sudden has me up until 2 a.m. So I think that it's that that was definitely I, I'm learning. I'm learning to delegate. Yeah. yeah <laughs> getting think, better every day. <laughs> yes. No, I, I can relate there. And I think sometimes it can be a daunting thought to think about the time that needs to go into the proper training. But I think if 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 we can get to a place of where we just do it and do it well, whether that's, you know, screen videoing our computer to just something that they can refer back to so that you're not having to answer the questions over and over. But it's like, okay, I'm going to sit down and invest in the time to do proper training. And I know for myself that it's just hard for me also to get to that place instead of just like, okay, I could have done this in 10 minutes, you know, myself. <laughs> so I know I'm the same way. Yeah. Um, I kind of want it. This is totally off topic, but just, this just popped in my mind. Cause I know sometimes as a listener and I know local moms network is not like an influencer, but I know the whole like influencer world. Sometimes if I'm looking on Instagram and stuff, I'm like, okay, how the heck does all this work? And how do these people get paid? And how do they make so much money? You know, it's like, it feels like this secret sorority type thing. And I'm sure the information's out there. But so back to about how a local mom can get paid. And I I know a little bit just from talking with Megan, but so essentially an example of one way a mom can make money is you have like a sponsor or an advertiser who pays you? And then can you kind of give into detail? And then how do you guys make money? Sure. So we we take money off the top to sort of, we, we are building on obviously all the web development. We take care of the web development, the web support, the insurance, the legal. We're taking care of obviously the accounting and the site curator. Um, so we call the moms who have the platforms, the site curator, um, mm-hmm. the majority. So we want to make sure that obviously we want, we want to keep the moms happy. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but we do have overhead, which is why we, we take something off the top. But in essence, the advertising partnerships are everything from 
website to social media to email to becoming like a full fledged marketing partner. Um, we want to be an extension of the businesses that we work with. And although we do have, you know, set ad packs and stuff like that, we buy, we, we definitely have customized uh, a lot of packages. Um, okay. And obviously, word of mouth is extremely important. So <laughs> yeah, we, are, we talk about our partners all of the time. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Uh, yeah. So like, for example, if that laundry service company, Megan, that I've seen you advertise on, on Frisco yeah. Moms. So they, they pay you, I guess you present them with a package and then yep. they pay you. And then a portion of that goes to the head office. Is that right? To the local mom. Yeah, yep. that's right. Okay. Yeah. And there's lots of options. So there's like really, really low options if they don't have much of a marketing budget. And then there's larger packages, like she was saying, more of like a long-term marketing pack partnership. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like there's lots of options. And then through COVID, we didn't, at least at Frisco Moms, we didn't charge anybody anything. We just started marketing people, local businesses for free for a while, just because we knew everybody was hurting. Mm-hmm. But recently got back into sending our marketing package options just because it is a lot of work. I think that's what a lot of people don't realize is the amount of time that can go into like a blog and a social post. It's not as like simple. And mm-hmm. so, um, cause I know in the beginning I was like, well, I don't know, like, am I worth being, is it worth to like charge this for a blog? But then I realized like how much time I would spend on it. And, you know, I know Layla and Stephanie had told me, you know, when I first started a it like your time is worth, mm-hmm. you know, something. And so you, you have to just kind of turn it around to think of it that way. And you do have, you know, I don't like the word influencer, but you do have influence in your network and um, you should be util- utilizing that and not just doing everything for free because then it's, it's just going to wear you out <laughs> yeah. for nothing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And there's definitely incentives too, you know, for, for the moms who are, um, getting to a certain point, we, there's definitely incentives on, on in terms of compensation because you know we want to make sure that you know you're able to explore on the local level, explore other options as well. So we want to make sure that the, the, we're there to support you monetarily um, because it does. It takes a lot of time, it takes a lot of effort, and it's something where you know it's you get what you put into it um, type of platform. But at the same time, we want you know the moms on the ground are the ones that are, are you know, they have the pulse. They, they, <laughs> they have the pulse on their communities and they are yeah. a trusted resource. I mean, I went down to Texas to, to meet a few of our moms and we went to an event and I swear to God, these, these women were like celebrities <laughs> <laughs> photos with them. And I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> I feel so special. And no one had any idea who I was. Um, but everyone's so cute. Just with Katie moms and with West University moms. And it was just wonderful to be able to to see like, you know, they they're relatable. They're someone that people look up to. And, you know, they're they're definitely, you know, obviously with the all the community driven, they're just something that they've created something that is so beyond just a blog and so beyond being an influencer. They they're like friends. There's someone you can go to with these one-on-one questions. There's someone that you, you know, people feel like they know them, which is wonderful. And I love watching it because, I mean, you sit here and you're working so hard on the back end on your website and social media. And you're like, is anyone actually watching what I'm doing? <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
And it's just, you know, it definitely uh, reinforces, you know, how powerful this this platform can be because it's not only powerful on the East Coast, it's powerful in Texas and it's powerful in the West Coast and Illinois and Florida. You know, it's it's something that there was definitely a void um, in the suburbs. In the big cities, there, there was a little bit of like support systems, but in the suburbs where people normally move when they have families, there, there wasn't much. So totally. And, you know, with moms juggling work and running a household and planning their family and kids schedules and trying to find their place within the communities, it's nice to know that there's someone there watching your back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it kind of does grow. Like you're saying it, it grows this network and community that it is beyond just being a mom too, where I found it be helpful, even in my full-time job, really being able to just connect with restaurants in the community through the mom network. And it's, it brings about more than you think it would bring for you because it, it's just about people getting to know you and like, getting to know what you're all about, but also just bringing the, all of their businesses to the forefront, to the people that know you. I don't know. It just kind of all connects and it's a really great, beautiful community that you've built. Yeah. I was about, I was about (laughs) to say like the word that keeps coming to mind is just connection. And I feel like at like the basic human need of all of us is that, you know, is, is just to feel connected. And so, yeah, I just back up what Megan said is kudos to you for it. It must at times feel so rewarding to be, and I hope you do this, like take a step back and just kind of observe this, um, you know, wave that you created and started in, in the connectivity that it's bringing and, and it sounds like it's just going to keep growing. So that's really, really awesome. (laughs) Thank you. I mean, I also, I, completely believe that this network is only as strong as it is because of every single mom that came on board. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, you know, there is a desire for a local platform that truly speaks to moms and no one speaks better to moms in their communities than the moms themselves. Mm -hmm. So I would say, you know, we want to provide like the true local flavor. And, you know, that's where, again, like I think authenticity resonates, our authenticity resonates with our readers. Um, and I can't, I couldn't be more grateful to, to this team. Like, I think this network has been, you know, eye opening for me as well. And it's so, it's wonderful to see this replicated um, in a way that, you know, Greenwich was. Um, I did not expect this to go bigger. That was not my <laughs> initial intention. <laughs> but it's been wonderful to watch. And it's been definitely a learning experience. Definitely something where I hope my kids look up to me now as like, you know, my mom works too, <laughs> you know, <Yeah>. and dad, <laughs> my mom, you know, is, is, is sort of, you know, uh, able to juggle a million things yet. They obviously don't see as much of a, uh, the struggling part, but it, it is, it's, it's, it's been great. Well, I think we have to point out that you have had four kids in the meantime of all of this, which is like, you deserve a medal of honor for the four kids. I'm like, oh my gosh. Yes. Well, I, I got to keep this company going. I got to be a forever, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, that, now it's over. No more kids on my end. So <laughs> that's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've been pushed that's, to my limit there. Yeah. That's funny. Well, um, Layla, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to hang out with us and to share 
your knowledge and experience with our listeners. Do you have a weekly challenge for us? I do. And I think that we sort of, we scrape the surface on that. But I think that rather than, you know, resisting this environment, you know, I think embracing it is probably going, it's definitely going to be challenging. But um, I would say that would be my challenge, you know, thinking about what energizes us and what motivates us. And I think by doing so, which I am experiencing it as well, but you'll probably discover new opportunities to build upon. And I think that to, to strive every day to make the most of every day um, while also appreciating, you know, what you've accomplished and where you are right now. Um, I challenge you to do that. (laughs) Yeah. Love it. That's so good. And I think with the holidays approaching, that just fits right in line too, because I think the holidays will look different for everyone um, in America this year. And so I think we can do the same thing with that and, um, embrace, embrace the change and create new memories and maybe some new traditions. So thank you for that. And listeners, thank you so much for tuning in before we let you go, Layla, can you please share with our listeners where they can find you? Yes, of course. So our parent site is the localmomsnetwork.com. Under locations, you can find your location. If you ever need me <laughs> specifically, <laughs> um, I can also be reached at info at the localmomsnetwork.com if you're interested in not only starting a site, um, but also if you just want to chat and see if this is something that you may be interested in. I think that, you know, obviously I could not be more grateful for this opportunity to speak with you guys. So thank you for that. And I look forward to, to hearing more about Frisco Moms and about, you know, the, this podcast. I think what you're doing is wonderful. And it really gives great opportunities to moms like me to to sort of talk about our experience because we don't necessarily have the time to do it all all that much. So it really makes me reflect on on what's going on as well. Love it. Yes. Well, thank you so much. Thank thank you so much, Layla. This was so fun. Thank you. I'll talk to you guys soon. Okay. Thanks, Layla. Bye. Bye, listeners. See you next week.